You're dialed in to the Turn In 2 podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back to the Turn In 2 podcast. I, Tito, I don't know what episode we're on. We've lost track. It's off-season time. It is off-season. But, hey, we're going to run one tonight. Uh, we have a guest with us tonight, freshly off of being signed. Um with the Cardinals, uh, Logan Sawyer, how's, how's life for you now? It's good. I mean, it's busy, but it's good. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I can't, I can't complain at all. It's been a great two weeks. Um, my grandfather-in-law, he actually got at the hospital the day after I signed. So it was a good week before Thanksgiving. He was in there for about 10 weeks. Um, so that was a, yeah, it's, it's been a very, I've been very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you spent the majority of your, well, I I saw, I saw at one point you pitched in Australia. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was in Melbourne, Australia. I went there after the 2019 season where I was in Lancaster in the Atlantic league. Wow. That's wild. So what I'm just going to jump right into it. What, what has, I mean, nobody knows about you, I guess. So I guess real quick before. Well, I thanks, you, man. <laughs> me and Tito start asking questions. Yeah. What's your story? Uh, it's a long one. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a spring chicken, but um, yeah. I mean, my story is basically grew up loving baseball from the get go. Three years old, I was playing on my brother's uh, five year old team. And I got a base hit and I pushed the guy down at first base because he was on the base <laughs> and I said, uh, move over. So ever since then, I mean, I guess I was just born with that competitive spirit and just fell in love with baseball. There's just something about it. Um, my mom used to always tell me that I used to throw temper tantrums if we got rained out as a kid. So, um, which is ironic because a lot of pro guys pray for a rain out and I'm one of those guys sitting in the locker room, just, you know, side eyeing guys saying, man, I hope we get rained out today. I'm like, why? Like guys are dying to be in our position right now, but, um, I get it when guys are banged up, stuff like that, they need to rest. I get it. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, just loved, loved baseball from an early stage of life. And then just kind of continued that played other sports, but baseball was always where my heart was. And so I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee and went to Seymour high school here. And then I went to go play college ball at Lincoln Memorial university, which is a little, uh, D two school in the middle of nowhere in uh, Harrogate, Tennessee. And from there, I had a pretty good junior year. And so I got drafted by the Rockies in the 29th round. Um, That was in 2014, I believe. And then from there, I was with them for about two and a half years. I went for the short season and then played full season in 15 and 16. And then after the 16th season, I got released. And so didn't know what to do. Didn't know anything about independent ball didn't have an agent nothing like that so um basically i just went back to school and graduated got my degree kind of got that out of the way um and i majored in kinesiology so i knew i wanted to be around the strength and conditioning side of things so a guy by the name of eric cressy runs cressy sports performance in uh, hudson uh mass and then he runs it in i guess now it's in palm beach gardens florida right next to the spring training facility and he contacted me a little bit after that asking, you know, if everything was good because I hadn't, you know, gotten a program from that off season. And I explained to him my situation and kind of jokingly said, well, I'm not playing baseball this year, I guess. So 
uh, if you want me to come help out down there, I'd love to jokingly. And he, you know, called me on it and I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to come down there and help as a, you know, a strength coach. So went out there, he kind of took me under his wing in the sense of keeping me in the fire of baseball. Like, Hey, you need to keep playing. If you can, we're going to have scout days here. So continue to progress down there. Cause when I was with the Rockies, I wasn't exactly a flamethrower or a guy putting up crazy numbers or had crazy nasty stuff. So um, I kind of had to learn to where I am now. Not saying I'm like a flame. There's always guys going to throw harder than you, um, unless you're a fellow Knoxville native, Ben Joyce, who just is an absolute <laughs> freak. Um, but you kind of got to stay humble in the, in the sense of when you do make those progressions, you can't settle. So I just kind of, incrementally each day it was like how am I going to get a little bit better here and in doing so got better and then we were in a scout day bullpen in 2018 early on in January I believe and things were looking good my velo started to go up a little bit stuff started getting a little bit tighter um, started getting a little bit better development on my breaking ball and last pitch of a bullpen they asked to see one more slider and I heard a in my elbow. So I had Tommy John. Um, so that was fun. Um, but, and I I get it nowadays. I'll say this up front. I get people censor Christians, but I will say this up front. This is 100% a God thing. Mm -hmm. Um, my whole story. So I use baseball as my passion, but it's also my platform to, you know, be a light. So I always use my story as, uh, kind of a testimony in that sense, but yeah, I mean, I, I got angry. After that happened, I didn't know what to do. You know, I was out of the game for a little bit and I was kind of like, you know, what am I going to do? And I just kind of went to my doctor and I said, what do, what do you see? I mean, how bad is the tear? And he's like, well, it's a medial tear. Um, we can do, you know, a PRP in it or we can go and do the surgery. And I was like, let's just go and do the surgery. I'm already going to miss a good chunk of the season. I'm not signed anywhere to play. So we did the surgery, came back from rehab all of 2018, which ironically, my surgery was on opening day. So I'm sitting in the hospital watching opening day games. Um, so after that rehabbed at a place, uh, BC athletics and physio lab in Knoxville, uh, Adam and his wife, Lauren did a terrific job with my rehab. And then, uh, BC athletics, Brett Carroll used to play in the big leagues. Um, him, Mike Spears, uh, Tyler Orr, Sean Hughes, all those guys down there really helped me out with giving me a place to train and be able to do anything I needed to any time of the day, gave me a key. It was, I was so thankful for that spot opening up. So went through that and then kind of got back to where I could compete at a high level and got signed to play in Lancaster in the Atlantic league in 19. So went back there. And when I signed with Ross uh, Peoples, who's the manager up there, he told me from the get go, you know, I'm not going to release you, uh, you know, unless it's, you're just an embarrassment out there. He said, this is going to be a time for you in your life and your career to just get back, to just get back. Don't worry about your numbers, um, which if you look at my numbers that year, you'd be like, yeah, you really didn't look at your numbers, did you? <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a crazy year. It took a long time to get over that mental side of it, of trusting your elbow again. And Got through the season healthy, never was on the DL, nothing like that. Never missed a game when called upon. And after that season, I went to Australia to play uh, that winter. So I went to Melbourne, signed down there, 
they put me as a starter and it was up and down for a few starts. And so they moved me to the bullpen. And when they moved me to the bullpen, I definitely started to get a lot better. And then at that point in my career, I was kind of like, am I going to be a bullpen guy now? And went to that off season. Um, well, I guess it was a shortened off season because it was 2020 when I came back and I went to the Chicago dogs for spring training, got an invite there and got cut the very last day. And I was a lot better than I was in Lancaster, Australia. I kept improving and I had guys that were teammates in Lancaster and Australia and the Chicago dogs. And they were encouraging saying, you know, you, you were making steps each way, you know, getting back to where you were before. And when I got cut, I didn't know what to do. So I kind of had an eight hour drive ahead of me going back home. And I was like, okay, I'll give myself a pity party all the way home. Just let me get it out. You know, it got about two hours into that drive and I was sick of myself. Like, okay, you're not going to sit here and pout the whole way home. Like people have it worse than you. So what are you going to do about it? So I didn't play anywhere the rest of that year and just continued to train, but in a different way of, all right, let's not just chase weight room numbers. Let's not just you know, go through the motions here. Let's really dissect and go into the details of what makes guys throw hard. So it got into the details of, you know, hips, shoulder separation, front leg stability, how you hinge your back hip, how you stay loaded, how you, like, it was all of that. And I knew to learn it, you had to start somewhere at day one. And day one was with the core velocity belt. So I went in early and had the whole facility myself, had my laptop with me and just walk through each step of the core velocity belt and also match that up with Eric Cressy when he was writing my workouts again. So match those two together and really wanted to feel the change in my mechanics. And, um, I probably look like a goofball with some of the gimmicks I was doing to get there, but thank God there was nobody in the facility at that time. Um, but I started seeing that progression once I started playing catch. I was like, whoa, this feels, you know, effortless. And I never, like I said, never was really a hard, hard thrower. And it got into about February of 2021. And my pitching guy, Mike Spears down there, terrific guy, super knowledgeable. Uh, he goes, have you signed anywhere yet? I said, no. I said, I haven't signed anywhere. He goes, well, have you contacted anybody? Have you sent out videos? I said, no. He goes, well, they're not just going to walk into this warehouse and sign you. You got to put yourself out there. So I said, all right, so let's get on the rap soda and track man, record it, and we'll send it out. So we did that, and we were going to do 15 pitches, take a break, do 15 more. So we're in there. It's indoor facility. Nobody's around, and I'm throwing, and we get done with our 15 pitches, and he kind of looks at me, and I go, what's up? He goes, do you want to know how hard you're throwing? And that's always a hindsight kind of thing. You never really want to know. Because if you do, you're going to want to throw harder. And if you're not throwing as hard as you think you are, it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little bit of a gut punch. So I said, yeah, sure. What am I throwing? He goes, you're throwing 90, you're sitting 95 right now. And I, my eyes got so wide. I was like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. I said, wow, this stuff actually works, you know, and, uh, just continued to finish the bullpen. Then I put a video together, sent it out to everybody I could find a contact for uh, Garrett Granitz helped me out with that. He sent me a bunch of contacts. He's been around forever. Um, and as soon as I called Evansville and we started talking, I immediately wanted to play for that guy. He offered me to be the closer. They didn't have one. I had done it once with the Rockies in like a rookie ball. Cause they didn't have anybody uh, at that time. And so I did one game. So it's not like I had experience. So it was a new, new ground for me and went in, loved it. Absolutely. Love that role. 
Um, he said, I want you to be our closer, but you're going to have to earn it. I said, fair enough. So I went in, earned it, had a pretty good year in 2021. And then when I came back, he said the same thing. He goes, I want you to be our closer again, but you're going to have to earn it. I said, okay. So went to the off season again, did the same thing. Um, obviously just trying to get a little bit better each day. And, um, this past year, man, it was, it was, it was incredible. I mean, I'm very, very thankful for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw the writing on the wall after, after the season ended, I was like, man, I was like, something's got to open up now. Like for me to at least get a shot, you know, I just wanted a fair opportunity. If I go up to the next level and I sucked and that's 100% on me. Um, so pretty much we got my stuff out there and I had contacts from scouts and teams wanting to pick me up in 2021 the year before and nobody pulled the trigger same thing in 2022 people would call nobody would pull the trigger which it can be tough to get signed during the season but when you have teammates coming up every day asking you know if you're going to get signed or if you know the manager's talking to you they ask you if, if you, you're going to get signed it's it's a good problem to have but it got to the point where i was like all right i'm not even going to focus on that anymore i'm just going to focus on just i want to look like a big leaguer in the frontier league and that was my goal. And that's what I told my pitching coach, Max Peterson, before we even showed up for spring training this past season. And after the season, he goes, remember what you told me? I said, yeah. He goes, I think you're starting to show show that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's where we were right after the season. And then a few weeks ago, uh, this is all my wife, by the way, all my wife. She said, why don't you use Twitter? And I'm not a big, big social media guy mm -hmm. because I get I get addicted to it. Um, so I said, okay, I know pitching ninja. I've followed his stuff. He's great. He's a terrific guy. He's just so selfish. You know, he just doesn't want to help anybody out. No, I'm kidding. He's the best. Um, but he, I knew he had that platform. I knew what his flat ground thing was about. So I said, all right, let's put a highlight reel together and post my numbers and everything like that. And when we did that, I work HVAC in the off season. So I'm, usually up around four, four thirty in the morning and then I'll go work out and then I'm working all day, um, you know, working HVAC. And so I was posting that video, uh, I think around like eight or something in the morning, I believe. And then by like 10, my phone was dying and I was like, why is my phone dying? I hadn't been looking at it. And it was because I was getting so many Twitter notifications because Rob had retweeted it. Mm -hmm. And wow. so I was like, oh my gosh, this is really catching some, some fire here. I hope it, you know, reaches the right people. And sure enough, I mean, within the day I had teams emailing me, calling me, needing contact info. And I was like, they're like, is this real? You know, can we check up your stats? Or are you still, I was getting questions asking if I was the same Logan Sawyer from the Rockies. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah. And, and so uh, kept talking to teams and some teams were just like, you know, we want you to come to a workout with like 50 other guys. And if you stand out, then we will probably give you an invite to minor league camp or this and that. And I was like, okay, you know, and I was praying that I wouldn't have to take them up on that because I had a few lined up in Arizona and it's on your dime. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. to fly out there from Knoxville, it's expensive. And I just got married and had a honeymoon. So, I'm sitting here like, man, I don't know how much I can really dive in to going out there. The budget's tight. The budget's it's, tight. <laughs> yeah, it's, there is no budget anymore. <laughs> uh, you got to have money to have a budget. No, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, she she got me on. She was very adamant, you know, 
stay with it, stay in contact with those people. And I was getting phone calls and I told my buddies I was working with, I was like, Hey, if I'm on my phone a lot, I apologize. And you know, they were all for it. They're like, do not worry about it. Do like, it's nothing. So I was getting phone calls, uh, from teams and they're like what's that noise in the background i was like i'm up on the roof right now so uh i was like that's just the wind and all these you know machines going crazy and yeah so i was actually working out at a this big old warehouse um and the cardinals emailed me and i talked to him on the phone that morning and i think we had the contract by like two like it was just one of those things where as soon as i contacted him he answered the phone and he didn't ask anything about baseball it was about who i am what's my story where i'm from like how's my family this and that and i was like wow these people they they care about the players they sign and that's what really stood out to me and kind of not saying i had a ton of choices i mean i I had choices but i don't want to make it sound like that but it made it a very easy decision to kind of go with them after those phone calls i had I had with them because they were very adamant about you're going to get a true opportunity. We like you. Uh, we want to invest in you coming out here uh, for, like I said, for step camp or whatever you want to call it. And that to me was a real eye opener. And so they sent me the contract and I signed it and I was up on a lift working on a hanging heater unit and he called me about, okay, I talked to the front office people. Cause before he was like, it may be next week, maybe after Thanksgiving, We'll see what the front office, uh, like the, you know, the head honchos have to say. Mm-hmm. He called me back within like 30 minutes and he's like, yep, they're all in. You're good. And I was it's like, all right. oh, okay. And so he goes, we're going to put a contract together. If you like it, we need to talk about anything. Let me know. And so he sent it to me and good thing I was sitting down because it became a reality. Um, I was just like, wow. I was like, just give me a minute. Like I, I was like, give me like 10 minutes or so. Let me call my wife. Um, I was like, let me just talk it over with her. And it was a no brainer, but I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, I've been praying for this opportunity and now that it's here, I'm just going to take it and run with it. And, you know, that's kind of my story, I guess. So I'm sorry that I didn't let you guys talk right there, Uh but I just kind of went on a rant. Um, I'm your, I'm your, uh, patient zero for ADHD. So that's your example of it right there. I could listen to that story time and time again, Logan. I mean, first Okay, of all, so I was three years old. and I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, but first, you know, I just want to offer, you know, my sincere congratulations. I Thank mean, you. Um, to hear that story and, and from where you came from all the way up to, to this moment, right? Right. Um, the, this the is your big moment yet is to come yeah. on this podcast. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> this my, is it. My, my question for you, and I know you, I know you know who the St. Louis Cardinals are, right? But what was it truly like, the emotion when you said when you said I'm going to be a St. Louis Cardinal? What was that like for you? It was weird because I grew up watching the Reds. <laughs> hey, hey, I was gonna, I was gonna ask. Was everybody's asking. So. Everybody's asking. I say it with a very quiet voice, like. Like almost like morning radio, like, okay, I'm going to confess to you now that I'm, uh, I grew up watching the Reds. Hey, the big red machine was a, was a thing. I'm not that old. (laughs) No, I know that. (laughs) I'm just saying it was a thing. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They had their moments in the nineties too. It's fine. It's whatever. (laughs) No, but I mean, to answer your question, honestly, it was, 
it was amazing. And it, it just felt like the right fit. It really did. I mean, they have such a good history of not only just pitching development, but you just look at the way they run that organization. They run it so they run it like it should be. They're professionals and it, it it is a business. And I get that baseball. I always say it's a beautiful game. It's an ugly, ugly business. Um, Cause you see so many great players just not getting an opportunity and really bad players getting a lot of opportunity and just being able to be a part of it for right now, who knows what what's in store for me. I could, I could show up and be a flash in the pan. I could go and be there for years like who knows what's going to go but it's not going to be because i'm not putting in the work i'm not having the right mindset like i've got all that i've got a good head on my shoulders i'm i'm grounded i'm humble but i'm hungry so that that's kind of what i've been telling people is is i'm not taking this for granted because there's other guys out there in indie ball or not even in indie ball not getting a shot and they may get you know they may get hurt because they were a late round draft pick or they never even got drafted or they can say, I'm just playing indie ball. It's like, no, like if you, if you've got the stuff and you prove it, you know, you got to prove it consistently. You can't just prove it every now and then you got to prove it consistently and you've got to be, a, you've got to be a good dude. That's the main thing too. That That's one thing I really, I really take a lot of pride in is just, I want to be a good clubhouse guy. So a guy last year, miles Gordon, I uh, played with, He's joking around. He's like, having you around the clubhouse, like having Jim Carrey as a baseball player. <laughs> and that's what I want. But at the same time, I do have that kind of psycho competitive switch, um, which you have to have. Because if you're just baseball, 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 serious, serious, serious all the time, it can wear on you. And that's where I was at a few years ago. But having fun and putting in the work and just having the confidence in your preparation is everything because the game is where you're having fun you're playing a game but what sucks is like this morning going in there doing mobility doing agilities throwing like doing the little drills and details that are so tedious but you know it's going to help you in the long run that to me is mental toughness mental toughness isn't going out there and doing navy seal training that's not mental toughness that's like you can say you're the hardest worker and you go in and lift 500 pounds every single day but i want to work smarter and I'm still going to work hard, but I'm going to work smarter. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to be even better than I was last year. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's happening. So I, I hope I continue to, you know, continue to prove people wrong and continue to just go up from here. Absolutely. Um, so I'm looking at these numbers and these aren't these aren't doctored in any way. You had a zero ERA? Yeah, I had a zero ERA, and guys will – I've seen comments and stuff where they're like, well, it's not really a, a zero because he did give up a run. It, it was unearned, but, I mean, I did. Oh, and right. it came from uh, – it was an extra inning game and where they have that – not ghost runner, but they have that, you know, uh, they have that runner on second to start the inning. Yeah. So that doesn't go against you, but the loss will. So what happened was – uh, we were playing in Lake Erie, and I had a guy 0-2, and we're trying to do a waste pitch. It was, like I said, 0-2. This kills me to say it. And left it over the plate just a little bit, and he put it in the right field, and it dropped in, and the guy scored, and it hurt. It hurt, but, um, yeah, earned runner-wise, yeah, no, I didn't give up any any earned runs, which was which was nice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um but it seems like you. It seems like after you, I guess, 
started changing your mechanics around and whatnot. It just seemed to come all together for you. Um, yeah. What's your What's your favorite pitch that you throw? I mean, I love throwing that splitter. Yeah, I, I love throwing that splitter, but it's fun too to go with the fastball. I mean, when you when you have it that day, and I tell guys too, it's not about like I've if I ever check the radar gun on a scoreboard or around the stadium, take a pair of scissors and castrate me mm-hmm. because I, I it does not matter what that scoreboard says to you. It's what the hitter sees. And you see guys get blown away by 90. And it's because the guy throws a heavy fastball and he hides it well. So that's one thing I was kind of learning as well, doing that training with the mechanics and how to stay close just a tad longer to hide that ball um, and how to stay on top of the ball. That's with that clean fuego, getting better spin and really getting that thing to ride through the zone because that's one thing I love to hear is if you're playing catch with the guy, he's like, dang, you got a heavy ball. That's what I want. And it just kind of will sneak up on you a little bit. And I, I don't hear much when I pitch, but I, I can hear sometimes if guys, you know, are chirping in the other dugout saying like, throw it harder or it's not that fast or this and that. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to do anything different because what they're wanting you to do is to try to throw harder and leave it over the plate. And so I tell guys this all the time. If you have that habit of getting too into the game, almost what you're wanting to do is you want to go 90% you. So 90% effort is still a lot of effort and let 10% be the adrenaline and let the game help you out. Because if you try to go a hundred percent and I mean that in a muscle up kind of way, if you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. like where you really try to grunt. It's like, if you try to take a golf swing and you were to grip the crap out of the glove, the club, and swing as hard as you could, you're going to alter your mechanics. You're going to, you know, you have to get to that point, but you have to back off just a tad. And that's kind of what I figured out. And it's funny that when I started to throw harder, you see guys lose control. I actually gained control. Um, and that was one thing I, I, I like to see is my strikeout to walk ratio. And so, um, yeah, it, it just gets fun if you kind of get into that pattern of being able to repeat those mechanics over and over and you have a feel for, okay, now I'm commanding the ball. I'm not just controlling the ball. I'm commanding the ball to where to go. And of course, you know, I'm going to slip up. I'm going to walk guys. I'll hit a guy or miss my spot. Sure. But to have that borderline command, it makes the game so much easier. Well, I think that speaks to the the mental toughness that you're talking about as well, right? You know, right. When you're in the moment of of a game, you're not letting the game get you. You're staying within the game, and yes. you're able to, you know, you're able to perform to the best of your ability. So I, I think that that's awesome. Um, I'm I'm interested to to know this. Are you more of a, a ground ball pitcher, or are you a guy that strikes out a lot of people? I know we see the eleven, you know, eleven point seven strikeouts for nine innings um or are you more of a fly ball pitcher um i prefer to keep the ball on the ground it's harder to hit a ground ball for a home run than a fly ball but um yeah i don't know i used to be a ground ball pitcher um because i was kind of you know i was uh, throwing 88 to 92 miles an hour and had a sinker and you'd get a lot of ground balls and Mm -hmm. i didn't have the stuff to get swings and misses and once i kind of figured out the splitter, which Taylor Wright, his dad was actually the uh, previous coach at Villanova basketball, Jay Wright. It's his son, Taylor, 
he was my throwing partner in 2021 and he's the one that really got me to understand how to throw the splitter the right way and uh once i started getting that pitch to be a plus pitch to actually break more than just having a little you know rinky dink slider um it kind of led to more swings and misses led to pitchability being able to work the hitters mm -hmm. and then kind of honed in on that slider a little bit towards the end of the year this year really helped out as well having that three pitch mix and then i have the kind of the split change i throw as well and that i have a little bit more control of just because it's literally it's just a almost a junior version of a splitter right but having having control of those secondary pitches really opened up to become more of a strikeout pitcher and um yeah and, and of course it comes with the role being a, being a closer it's you know you're going for that three pitch you know three pitches or less i either want an out or a strikeout and three pitches or less kind of thing and the big thing with me too is understanding not letting the failure of your last pitch dictate the success of your next pitch like you said staying in the game not letting the game control you um so yeah i mean to answer your question i don't know i mean i guess you, i mean you could say strikeout but there's guys in the league i was in that had way more strikeouts than i did in the same or maybe a little bit more innings than than me but yeah um, and, and my questions i guess is it's geared towards because you know obviously the cardinals have a really good infield defense um Right. They are now, you know, they're, you know, they win a bunch of gold gloves. Right. Um, so this off season, I think a lot of the conversation has kind of shifted from not necessarily not staying within a ground ball pitcher, but also adding swing and miss stuff to the rotation or even the bullpen. And so uh, I, I just, I was just curious as to how, how you profile profile yourself Um you know, knowing that, you know, you might have, you know, Nolan Arenado behind you and, and Tommy Edmond and Goldschmidt, you know, maybe one day and and how you plan to attack uh, hitters, knowing that you have that defense behind you. It certainly makes it easier. I mean, no doubt about it. Um, but uh, going back to your previous question, I think also now that I think of it, having the command of your pitches and not really walking a lot of guys mm -hmm. hitters started getting more aggressive you know what i mean because they knew i wasn't going to pitch around them so when they get more aggressive they're going to try to put the ball in play early and not fall behind because they knew i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go to a lot of 2-0 3-0 walk kind of count so if they want to get in a hitter's count they kind of go early and i think that's what kind of led to a lot of missed opportunities with putting up more strikeouts um but it, it was honestly kind of a mix. I could, you could probably find the numbers and say that it wasn't a mix. Maybe there were more fly balls and ground balls or whatever. But I, I, I really, I, to be honest with you, I really don't. Sure. I really don't know. But yeah, I mean, when I get to that, if you know, I'll say when I get to that level, it, it, I don't think it really, really concerns me too, too much. It's not like I'm playing sure. in cores where you want to be more of a ground ball pitcher than a fly <laughs> ball pitcher. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, if if they put the ball in play and it's less than the fence, I feel I feel pretty good about it. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a solid solid defense. Um, is, is yeah, your but, go your go to pitch is your splitter? I'm assuming, right? 
I enjoy throwing it, but I mean, I was very, I was very fastball heavy, but I think, I think we're kind of onto something with the slider as well, but that's what I'm excited about getting with the Cardinals. I mean, they have that great pitching development and to be able to go into spring training. And if they see something with that slider, that could maybe be more of a, you know, a cutter or maybe more of a drop slider. That's what I'm excited about, or maybe even tinkering any pitches. I'm very coachable. I'm up for anything. Um, so I'm very excited to see what they they see in me in person and what they can kind of dictate to make me understand more so what kind of pitcher I am and profile myself like you're saying because I feel like that is a huge growing uh growing pain for a lot of guys is not knowing what pitcher you are and once you understand what kind of pitcher you are the game gets a lot easier and so to me once I did kind of see those strikeout numbers going up I thought to myself, okay, you're, you're a strikeout pitcher now. Like, let's like have that mindset, put these guys away. And I started to do that. And I was like, oh, if I just think putting these guys away, it kind of makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Not saying I could do it all the time, but when you get 0-2 or 1-2, you have that confidence. Like, hey, you got stuff to put them away here. You know, you, you have that now, which I didn't have before. Um, So I had to kind of grow into that, but. Yeah, I'm curious to see if I could look at those numbers and see what more so ground ball or fly ball. But yeah, I'm not I'm not totally sure. Hopefully you guys can judge that if I'm, you know, in St. Louis playing. Oh, well, we just excited to see you up there, man. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> um my I gotta ask this too. You know, I think a lot of us aspire, you know, at one point in our lives to want to be major leaguers, whatnot. What was that call like with your dad? Um, that's, that's something that, you know, I've always thought of was like, what would it be like if, you know, I could tell my dad, Hey, I made it, you know, I'm going to sign with the Cardinals or I'm going to the big leagues. What, what has, what has that conversation been like? It's, I mean, it's, it was surreal. I mean, that's everything you hope and dream for, especially with, with my dad being my, you know, he, he always says, you know, I'm your number one fan. I'm like, well, you're going to fight my wife for that now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, my, my dad and mom both, and I can't leave out the rest of my family. But so what happened was, so I signed um, that Thursday. And like I said, I was working all day. So I, I was trying to hold it together. So my coworkers didn't know what was going on. Because I mean, I won't lie to you. I was choked up. I was teary eyed. Oh, sure. Um, and so he was like, oh, what was that about? You know, ask me how it went. I was like, oh, it's good. They're just kind of wanting some more info, you know. And so once I got home. I stopped by a sporting goods store and just picked up a Cardinals hat. And I was like, okay, I decided I'm going to do it. So what I was going to do was just put it in my trunk and just ask my wife to come help me get something out of the trunk and just open it up. And it's just a Cardinals hat in there, but she actually works. uh, She actually works night shift at the hospital. She's a critical care nurse in the neuro ICU. Um, So not only is she unbelievably attractive she's super smart too so i don't know what she's doing with me but you know i'll take it (laughs) but um yeah so i told her first and i walked in the house and i was just kind of patiently waiting there you know waiting to hear her alarm go go off because i'm not waking up her up early so um yeah i just kind of sitting there waiting and then uh she opened up the door and i had the cardinals hat there and i just kind of looked at her she goes what's that and i go it's the cardinals hat she's like okay i said (laughs) I had to just sign with the St. Louis Cardinals and she, her sleepy eyes got so wide and she just jumped up in my arms and hugged me and just was telling me how proud she was of me. And um, yeah, I mean, that was a great, great moment. So what we ended up doing, coincidentally, we had a family dinner that night 
which was perfect timing. So we went over to my parents' house and I kind of hid the, it's cold down here in Tennessee. So I had a big jacket on. So I hid the hat in my jacket and I just kind of walked in the house and I grabbed my mom and dad. I said, Hey, can I talk to y'all in the garage for a second? And, you know, I don't think any parent really wants to hear that. <laughs> I scared them. Um, but so I brought them out in the garage and I just kind of told them, I said, I have to show you something. And so I turned around and I got the hat and I showed them and they go, what? And I go, I just signed with the Cardinals and my mom started crying. My dad, he goes, are you serious? And he was like, I got to throw my red stuff away. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, he goes, we're St. Louis fans. Now he goes, we are St. Louis fans now. And, uh, he hugged me and he, uh, well, actually he, he's not, he, he's an emotional guy, but he, he'll, he won't just hug you. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I said, dad, you can give me a hug. He goes, okay. And like, he gave me in, you know, gave me a big bear hug. And then we walked in the house and I, I, I mean, I like attention just as much as the next guy, but I really don't. I'm comfortable with it, doing interviews, things like this. And so my mom walks in. I was just going to casually tell everybody. My mom goes, Logan has an announcement. He's on with the Cardinals. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was it, it was a great moment. I'm I'm happy. And I hope there's, you know, a day coming soon where I can call him again and say, hey, I'm going to the show. We absolutely. hope so. Too. We hope so, too. Yeah, absolutely. So. Tito, you got any questions? Because oh, I, yeah. I can start firing oh, off random ones. Oh, no, no. I, I, I got to know this. I, I, I talk a lot. So if I answer uh, all your questions, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I've got to know this. So <clears throat> Albert Pujols, I, I got to know what was it like for you as a baseball fan witnessing what he did in the second half of the season last year? I haven't watched Major League Baseball in years. No way. Don't lie like that i didn't even know paul goldschmidt was on the cardinals no nah, you're lying no nah. I, I don't i i don't because we play at the same time they do and when i get done i'm studying uh either hvac or personal training stuff or uh, you know i was actually doing surgical device sales too so i was studying a lot of that in my downtime and so i really wasn't watching unless kershaw's pitching like i really wasn't watching a whole lot of baseball but obviously i kept up with it but no seeing that i was Oh, so happy. That was, that was great. He, he deserves it. Seems like a great dude. Um, who's that? Who's that scrub catcher you guys had? Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Oh no, boy. I'm kidding. So I actually, I actually met, actually met Yachty a few years back, uh, down in Florida and he was so nice, so nice. And I told him, I said, I hate you. And he started laughing. I go, he, he's like, why? And I said, cause I'm a Reds fan and I'm not supposed to like you, but you're such a likable guy. <laughs> And, uh, no, he, Yachty's great. It's, it's, a, it's a shame that, you know, obviously I don't have the opportunity to, to throw to him, but, um, yeah, no, back to your question. Yeah, no, it, it was incredible. I watched it and uh, I mean, what a hitter, man. I mean, not just a power guy, but what a hitter. Mm -hmm. What, um, so you're recently married, right? What's, uh, oh man, you guys have so much to, I couldn't imagine holidays are coming up. You're trying to process everything. Yep. Oh man. Trying to actually spend time with each other. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Just few and far between. I actually think, uh, uh the, see, I'm a Tennessee fan. I don't want to talk about two Saturdays ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it, but that was our first Saturday since we got married October 10th, that we had an entire day where neither of us had to go to work or do anything. Wow. So we were like, let's just spend a day together. Watch Tennessee beat the crap out of South Carolina. It'll be a great day. 
<laughs> it was a great day until about 7 30 <laughs> yeah but no we're yeah. we're trying we're trying just to spend time with one another and process this and even though i signed and you know i'm, I'm very happy with what's going to happen next year i'm, I'm still i'm still going to work uh, i think it's healthy i think it keeps you grounded um so it's 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 long days i've been up since about 4 4 30 this morning um so it's long days but we're, we're enjoying every single moment we get together she's absolutely without a doubt my best friend i'll get mushy cheesy call me whipped whatever you want i don't care she's the best thing i got in my life she's 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 better in baseball and the reason i say that is because she told me this is the reason i married her i jokingly say that because she said i don't care play baseball till you're 100 i said okay you want to get married <laughs> sure enough we did but if it worked it worked uh-huh it worked yeah. But and no, she, we're, shout we're, out uh, to her for being a nurse. I deep oh, respect for nurses. Yeah. I mean, they don't get enough praise as it is. So shout out to to your wife for for yeah. being in a field of of care at yeah. this time of at this time of day and age. Really, yeah, she's she's a trooper. She, uh, I kind of robbed the cradle a little bit. She's a little bit younger than me, so she uh, graduated <laughs> college last year. But uh, hey, do what you got to do. Right. But. Um, no, she's actually going to nurse practitioner school now. So she's, I think she's in there right now. Uh, I think she's studying right now, writing a paper, one of the two, but yeah, she's a, uh, she's a trooper. She's a workaholic just like me. So it's a perfect fit and she's uh she's the best man. So what is, uh, I mean, just some random things about you. What's, uh, who was your favorite pitcher growing up? Is, is it Kershaw? Is that your go-to uh, guy to watch? Um, it is modern day for sure. Without a doubt. Um, not only because he's a stand-up Christian guy, um, but just the way he pitches and attacks guys and just, he's so fun to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously can't go wrong with Kershaw, but what's funny and the reason I wear 34, if I can, um, is Nolan Ryan. So growing up my, obviously I didn't get to watch him play, but growing up, my best friend at the time when we were kids, his dad owned a sporting uh, memorabilia shop and he had all these tapes in the back. And so instead of my mom sending me to daycare, she would send me there. And so we go in the back and we, you know, he had all those archive footage. And so, of course, I saw the red tapes and I was like, oh, you got all the red stuff. And that's how I started to watch Pete Rose and all those kind of guys watch all those big red machine videos. Well, one day I go in the shop and he's got this new picture up um, on the wall for sale. And it was the picture of Nolan Ryan when he got hit. Uh, by that ball and he has blood all over his jersey and i was like who is that guy and he was telling me about him and i was like he looks mean like he looked like you know he, he's a man's man <laughs> and so he goes i got videos of him i was like okay so we go back there and he turns on the video and i'm expecting to see baseball highlights at the beginning well the very beginning of the video it's like hi i'm rolling around uh you know he does his whole little spiel and it's him on a ranch with like cattle and stuff. I'm like, I, I was like, what is, is this infomercial? Like, what is this? And uh, he's like, no, he's, he's a rancher, but he played baseball. And, I, you know, in my head, I'm like, you can do that. Like, you can just work a job and then, you know, continue to play baseball. But, you know, there's more to it than that. But watching videos of him was just, I think, I, I got to be honest, I think that's why I wanted to be a pitcher because I would wear those tapes out, like to the point where the box that they were in was ripped. Like, I, I mean, it was an obsession of just Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan, Nolan Ryan. So I think that to me was my favorite pitcher growing up, even though I didn't get to see him. And also part two to that is that um, I say part two, like I'm Danny Brown or something. But part two to that is that um, growing up, we didn't have access to what we do now. You know, like it was a different 
day and age of, you know, an early nineties kid, you know, at first it was the internet's horrible. It's evil. Don't ever trust it. Now it's like, did you check Wikipedia to see if it was right? Yeah. So it's a totally different day and age now. So it's not like I could just go on and stream a Reds game. You kind of had to watch what you had on TV at that time. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we'd watch Reds games and stuff, but it's hard to be watching those Nolan Ryan tapes. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, I think, you know, being just in Missouri myself, you know, we got the Royals too, but they were just always the stepchildren of the state. <laughs> but um, what uh, what's your go-to meal of choice? Go-to meal of choice. Oh, I got. I mean, I gotta say, I love my wife's cooking. Don't get me wrong. She, she, <laughs> uh, honest truth, great cook. She's cooking uh, chicken and dumplings right now. Mm. So uh, can't wait to get into that. But she, uh, my mom's chicken casserole. I gotta say, shouts out to mom. Mom's chicken casserole, my favorite dish. Favorite dish. I mean, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I yeah. mean, I love my mom's cooking too. <laughs> oh, especially, especially nothing when you, like it. When you live out of a suitcase for pretty much over a decade and you get a home cooked meal, I mean, there's only so much of God's chicken at Chick fil A you can eat. But when you get <laughs> home and you get some chicken casserole, you get some, oh man, just all the fixings. It's, it's good, man. So I'm guessing Thanksgiving went well then. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It went, it went pretty well. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I think that's why I'm so out of breath this morning when I was working out. I was like, Oof. I kind of felt the same way. I, I, I do orange theory in the morning at uh, 455 and I woke up, get to get to my workout. And by the time I'm done with the treadmill part, I was breathing very heavy. Uh -huh. <laughs> very, don't, you, very don't, heavy. don't you like that though? Like morning workouts. Like I love oh. just like working because you're so tired, mm -hmm. but you're not really tired. You're just trying to wake up. And then by the time you actually wake up, you're done. I, I tell myself and I tell my wife this all the time the one thing that I always remind myself is that I will have done more in that one hour of workout than most people do in a day. Right. And it just keeps me motivated because I just keep, it keeps me going back and, and wanting to keep continuing and be a little bit better than I was the next day or, or the day after that. And just, uh, yeah. So I, I, I enjoy working out in the morning. I, I can't stand working out at night anymore. I don't, I can't. Um, it's I can't, tough, like, and I can't do it after I eat or anything like that because yeah. it just messes up my entire, it messes up the entire night. It's like this morning I was working out at the baseball facility and I did uh, my workout and we were throwing and I got done. So I went up to shower. So, you know, working out, you know, I got athletic gear on <laughs> and then I go shower and the college team that's down there, they have a gap year program at that facility and all the guys are down there. And I walk out from upstairs in the offices and I, you know, I shower and I got to go to work. So I got on like denim overalls, like <laughs> and boots going out to work. They're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to feed the hogs boys. Like, <laughs> but no, it's uh working out in the morning, man. It's, it's the absolute best. Cause then the rest of the day, you got the energy going you got something sure. to, you just, you know, snowball effect. I kind of think also at the same time, it's like not once you get home from work, you're like, I don't have to do shit. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, can, I kick the feet up, do whatever I got to do, play a video game here or there <laughs> and move on my way. That's right. You know, you got any, you got any, uh, some, some fun, questions you might fun questions have to ask. Yeah. Um, I got, I, I know you said Chick-fil-A, but is that, is that your favorite fast food? Uh, fast food. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, but it's hard. Spice. It's hard not to. 
spicy deluxe. Oh yeah. We already know what he likes. We yeah. already know what he likes. Well, spicy yeah. Deluxe. If you for some odd reason end up in Springfield for whatever reason, we do have two here. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely not in the South anymore. You got two Chick-fil-A's. We got one like at every stoplight here. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're getting, we're, I don't know if you've ever had it, but we're getting, we should have Whataburger here soon. I don't, I've only had it a couple times, but I, oh yeah. Coming in soon. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. all right. It's okay. <laughs> Shake, Shake Shack's better. Never had it. Well, you know what, Logan, if you're in St. Louis sometime, let me know. I'll take Absolutely. you to Shake Shack and you'll have one of the best burgers you'll ever have in your entire life. Sounds good. If he's in yeah. St. Louis, that, that that means good things generally. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if he just wants to come visit, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Well, what's a funny <laughs> story is last year we're playing in Gateway, and I'm sitting in my hotel room, and I, I think I've said this in previous uh, interviews, but I was in Gateway and I was sitting there and I was, you know, I was reading my Bible, doing my quiet time, looking out the window, and I could see the arch from the the hotel room, yeah. and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, it's it's crazy to me that. I'm playing indie bar right now and I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, man, isn't that wild if I could just, you know, play there like next year or something, not even with the Cardinals. That's not even what I was thinking, but just like to be there on the away team or something like that. And then this happens and I keep thinking back to that moment. It's crazy. Have you been to Bush before? No, never. No. Yeah. I I gotta say it's, I, I, I know I sound very biased when I say it. It's, it's just impressive. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's beautiful. I've been to a couple different parks. I think PNC in Pittsburgh is, you know, one B for me. Um, it's just a beautiful park. I mean, I, it's, there really is nothing like it. Yeah. I'm excited. Cause I mean, the fans are wild too. Like they had, they're not filled. They're not Philly's wild, but they're wild in the sense of like, you guys have expectations. Wait till you see Cardinals Twitter. (laughs) Wait till you see Cardinals Twitter, Logan. You'll never. You'll want to. You'll want to quit Twitter before you even know it. Oh, I already know it. I already know it. I I I use Twitter for Tennessee football and recruiting, and I'm already kind of at the point where I'm thinking, how much longer am I going to keep social media? Because if something happens, because I got a little personality, so if you know, if people start following me and stuff for my family's sake, I'm kind of like. I may get off here for a little bit, but no, I don't. And I, I wouldn't blame you. I don't yeah, blame. You. I mean, they're look, it's toxic. It is toxic. We and I will say this. Uh, I call him Dingy, so that's that's my nickname for my partner here, Dingy. But we talk about Cardinals Twitter a lot sometimes because we try and we as fans try and manage expectations versus reality, and it becomes very difficult when. You know, you expect the team to win because that's they are who they are. The Cardinals win. We all know that we want to win a World Series. We want to do the best that we can. But sometimes fans take it overboard. And so we've talked, we've discussed every now and then we're like, maybe we need to get off Twitter because it is just too toxic at times. Yeah, I know nothing about that being a Tennessee Vols fan. I know nothing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So I quit yeah. like 98, you know, is that long ago. Like, let it go. <laughs> But no, they, uh, yeah, no, Twitter is wild. Yeah. No, it, it's only getting wilder, I think. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. Um, let's see what else, what else is there? Who, you can ask anything. I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'll be candid. I ain't going to like, if, if you guys are good with that, like I'll say, I'll say whatever. I mean, hopefully yeah, no. I'll keep myself out of trouble, but yeah, you can ask whatever you want. <laughs> you got a, you got a favorite, uh, singer, favorite singer. 
favorite singer? Oh, Steven Tyler. I mean, Aerosmith's my favorite group. So yeah, nice. singer. Yeah, Steven Tyler for sure. Favorite song from Aerosmith? From Aerosmith? Oh man. Ah, got him. Nah, man. I mean, we when we went to Disney World I, I, for our honeymoon, my my wife has never been, and I told her I said they have a roller coaster, rock and roller coaster of Woo! Aerosmith. She was like, "Oh my gosh!" She was, "How many times we're going to ride it?" I said, "Until they kick us off." <laughs> it's a sweet um, ride too. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, but you can't go wrong with Sweet Emotion. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't go wrong with that one. I'm a big uh, Dream On guy. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with a lot, except for there's a few albums in the mid eighties that were not the best, but you know, that's drugs. Favorite, uh, (laughs) favorite baseball movie. Baseball movie, uh, for love of the game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Kevin Costner guy. That's why everybody and their mother has been telling me to start watching Yellowstone and I had it. I had we started it and then I had to go to bed because I had to get up early and my wife was she was prepping for night shift so like tonight she'll probably stay up to like one or two and then sleep as much as she can until she has to get up to go to work she works like 6 30 to 6 30 in the morning um so we go to bed after like two or three episodes or I do and I wake up and I go to check the tv she's on like season two or three without you yeah I gave her the go ahead I gave her the go ahead because our (laughs) schedule is well, because I, like a few days throughout the week, because she works, you know, like three on, four off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm at the house by myself, you know, most nights. Like I get to see her for maybe when she works and I work, I see her maybe 30 minutes a day. Um, so it's it's tough, but um, yeah. I can't expect her to just, you know, watch it only when I'm there. So if she's got downtime, I told her, I said, no, go ahead. You're fine. I was like, watch it. It's a but, great uh, show. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kevin Costner's terrific. I mean, from what I've seen, it's I'm hooked. Yeah. But you, no, for love for love of the game is definitely my favorite baseball movie. Because, I mean, Vin Scully's in it, too. Come on. I mean, yeah. 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 Vin is rest in peace. Yeah. That's Great. a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Have you been watching the World Cup? No, I haven't. I really don't like I know. I know I'm not trying to sound like that guy. Like, I don't have any downtime, but like, I really kind of don't and when i do i want to spend it with my wife and i don't think she's really the soccer type so <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna I'm not, which half the time we're watching tv she's on tiktok anyway not even paying attention so uh <laughs> no nah, i'm just kidding but uh not really but she uh yeah I, I haven't really been keeping up with it no man see now you're now you're robbing me of all my questions i was gonna <laughs> ask you Who's your favorite team? Who are you rooting for? Who's your uh, the one that Ryan Reynolds took over? Oh, Wrexham? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's that's awesome. That's good. That's good. No, I mean, uh, I'll try to fake some answers. You can, yeah, keep yeah. asking away. All you got to say is go USA. I'm sure that'll that'll sound very good. Yeah, go USA. <laughs> um, what, um, what do you think? What do you think was your most uh how do I word this? The biggest I guess change for you in your life? Um maybe not even baseball career. What uh what changed you and who you are? Kind of that threshold of being like young 20s guy to becoming more like a man, I guess you could say. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my wife. 
1,000%. Yeah. No, there's no, I'll say this. There's no coincidence that she came into my life two weeks before I signed with Evansville and then my career took off. Everything did. Every like relationships with friends, relationships with my family. Uh, she just she helps me so much each day to be a better person because she is, um, she is just such a saint of a human being. It has this personality that just even if she's having a rough day, somebody comes around, she's like, Hey, how are you? How's everybody doing? You know, so selfless, so selfless. And being a guy like me and chasing your dream, you're selfish. Mm-hmm. And my my family saw that too. And, and my mom and uh, my two sisters-in-law, they both told me after dating her, um, just after like a month or two, they go, we've seen a huge change in you. They're like, we liked you before. Sure. But like, you're like, you were so happy. Yeah, like, like everything, like, like it's, it's honestly hard to catch me in a bad mood. Um, but no, I, it's 100% her. She helped me in every aspect of life, my walk with God, my relationship with God's gotten better because of her. She's just, she's got it. She's got it. She's the, absolutely the best thing that's ever happened to me. And she is the reason I am who I am today. Um, hopefully that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, no, she, she's, she's amazing. And she told you to put your stuff on Twitter, didn't she? Exactly. And everybody's been asking to get her in on these podcasts and interviews and she yeah. won't do it. She's so shy and she's a little country thing. She got a little twang. Where'd you, how'd you meet her? We can get her on here. Sure. <laughs> Just sure. for her chicken and dumpling recipe. Yeah, I, I know it. She, uh, so how I met her, we, uh, my dad was doing Sunday school at church and they actually knew her family in the past. Um, but she was in our Sunday school and she was a lot, this <laughs> so weirdly creepy to say so <laughs> the la- the last time so the last time i'm i saw her uh she was she was 19 and i was uh, i don't know like 24 or something like that and i hadn't seen her in a while and i always saw her as her name's natalie i saw her as like little nat you know like she was young teenager never thought of her i knew she would be uh what does it guy say it's a draft and follow if it's a pretty girl that's you know not there yet mm-hmm. uh but I knew, I knew she would be pretty and so i was like never thought anything about it and then i saw her that day at church and i was like whoa like she's really grown up like she looks beautiful um but she had a boyfriend so i never really thought anything about it but what ended up happening was my mom had posted something about me um i think a little after i think it was a little after january or something like that in 21 and she saw it and she didn't have she i don't know how she had my number i think it's because her mom gave her my number a while back about some nutrition stuff she was a gymnast and swimmer growing up and she was having trouble putting on weight so i think her mom gave her my number but she never contacted me and so she texted me out of the blue um and i'll say this on your podcast so the week before i met her this sounds so bad i was on every dating app you could think of and i was just now what i wasn't just trying to to you know go out and yeah i wasn't trying to make moves you know i was just trying to find something and especially after covid and all that stuff and uh i went on seven dates with seven different girls in five days hey yeah yeah it was bad and uh i I was just constantly like trying to find something wrong with them you know this and that and then i texted them all on a friday um not in a group text obviously but i texted them (laughs) on a friday um and told him you know i 
I'm going to take a break here. I need to focus on myself, this and that. Some were encouraging, some were definitely not encouraging, and some just didn't even respond. And so I didn't hear anything from any female, you know, the rest of Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, all day Monday, and then Tuesday night. I get a random text from a number saying, Hey, is this Logan? And I left it on red because I was getting texts from people at the facility because my number got out and parents were texting me wanting lessons and stuff. And I was just kind of like ignoring it. And something told me like, text it back. And I said, Logan, who, who is this? And they said, Sawyer, this is Natalie. And I was like, Natalie, who? I said, the only Natalie I remember is the one growing up that was our babysitter and she's married, has kids, all that stuff. And I was like, and she told me her last name. I was like, oh, I was like, hey, like, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. You know, I saw your mom post something about you. You looked really happy. And I just want to see how things were going. I said, oh, I said, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm Everything's going good. She's like, yeah, you look pretty handsome, too. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, I mean, from what I see, you look pretty handsome yourself. <laughs> and uh, she just sent me back. So when are you taking me out? Oh, and that's hey. not her. That is not her personality in the slightest and she even texts me right after that and goes i don't know why i just said that i'm so sorry if that's weird <laughs> and i said no i said it's fine i said when we meet and she goes tomorrow for uh i'm going to be at panera and i got to study before class that evening i'll be there for a few hours just stop by i'll get there around like one i said okay i'll be there at one i didn't show up till 2 30 so um i was nervous and so i walked around the corner and the last time i saw her like i said she was just kind of growing up a little bit when she was 19 and then she was 22 and that was one thing i texted her as well i said how old are you she was 22 and i go okay we're in the clear <laughs> and so uh yeah i walked into panera and she told me where she was sitting and i turned the corner and my shoes literally squeaked on the floor because i stutter stepped so hard and i go natalie she goes yeah logan and i'm not a touchy-feely guy at all i am now because of her she's maybe so sensitive um but i was like give me a hug and she got up, gave me a hug, and we sat there for four and a half hours. Wow. I told her within the first 20 minutes of dating her or of meeting her that I was going to marry her. It was crazy. It was the weirdest thing. I said, do you feel the same way? Because she started laughing, but she wasn't scared by it. She goes, no, I feel it too. This is really weird. And uh, yeah, two lies I've told that woman. The only two lies I've ever told her. The next time we were going to hang out, we we're supposed to hang out the next day. And I told her I wasn't feeling good and I was sick. And she called me out as soon as I texted her and she tried to FaceTime me and I declined it. And she goes, you're not sick. I know it, but I just want to see you. I said, okay. So I FaceTimed her and I ended up admitting to her that I was just scared because she was such a great girl. And I knew what I had just done the previous week and months before. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I feel like I'm going to ruin this girl kind of thing if I don't change. And she changed me for the better. Like I'm not brainwashed by any means. It's just, she genuinely changed me. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was, it was crazy. And we got together and, uh, yeah, I've been together ever since it's, it's been, it's been pretty, pretty interesting to start out, but I mean, it was, it, I mean, I still sit here some days and just look at her and I'm like, it's just the, it's just weird that it's us together, you know, cause we saw some people cause that church kind of changed a little bit. It started to become a little bit more new age where it almost looks like a nightclub when they're giving a sermon and you know, the guy's got like ripped jeans on like things like that. So a lot of people have vacated the church a little bit. And so we've been around town and have run into people that haven't seen either of us in years. And the looks we get is so funny. It's like, Oh, you two are together. I was like, it's legal. We're good. We're good. Everything's fine. But um, yeah, now we're talking about 
how sensitive she's made me. We were watching Yellowstone, and uh, it was a flashback of I think it was Dutton and his dad on a farm, and it started playing Chris Stapleton. Daddy doesn't pray anymore. My dad's so morbid. I'm a sh- I'm gonna shout him out right here. He's so morbid. He always talks about like his funeral and things like that. And I'm like, why are you even talking about that stuff, man? And uh, he was talking about that song. He wants that played at his funeral. Daddy doesn't pray anymore. So literally this afternoon, that scene was on of Yellowstone. And I walked away. I said, I'm going to walk in the other room. I said, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> wait, goes, till you have, wait till you start having kids, man. Oh, Then it really goes downhill quick. We just got a dog. So we're good yeah, for a little that, bit. Yeah, that, That'll good. definitely go down quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's uh. It's been fun, man. She she's the absolute best. I can't talk enough about her. That's awesome. My wife, my wife literally, I had to convince my wife to go on a library date with me so she could remember my name. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I, it's, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Literally, we would meet up at obviously at parties and whatnot. She couldn't remember my name. And I literally would ask myself, like, how the hell do you not remember Tito? Like, literally, how many Titos do you possibly know? in the middle of Northeast Missouri, like, how is this possible? So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to ask her to hang out sober <laughs> at the library and we'll see how this goes. And she just thought you were just trying to get more shots. You're like Tito, Tito. She's like, yeah, I'm going to get more drinks. Yeah, yeah, I know. Down. Right. Yeah. I really like I, vodka. I do yeah. tell people all the time that, yes, that is my vodka. And I, <laughs> you I'm and just on a bed of, bed of cash and you just don't know it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I, you know, I kind of feel the same way, you know, kind of connecting with what you're saying about your wife, like, you know, you know, my wife changed my life too. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, without her, you know, I definitely would not be the same person I am today. And, you know, I I totally understand the whole, you get a little bit more sensitive, right? Right. Um, you, You see the world a little bit differently. Hell, we watch Bachelor bachelorette bachelor in paradise together and we talk about it and we we you know we talk about you know what the girls are thinking the guys are thinking and so you know it's just not, not us she's watching Dahmer serial killer documentaries that's her, I get, that's her we vibe. would watch that but you know <laughs> Jen, you know my wife jenna she she's not a she's not a, a gory person or somebody that likes to watch that stuff so we kind of yeah. stick away from it but we do you know if you ever did you have, did you watch ozark uh yeah i didn't get into the last season um but i've watched it up to that that's, point that's yeah. probably like the darkest tv show we've watched together it's pretty dark yeah it's pretty so, dark yeah, yeah it's so not a kid's she, show she uh she she likes it every now and then but it's got to be a really really good show so but right i i've i feel you 100 when you say you know people like that change your life and and it's for the better and you know obviously you know Dean, I we've been doing this podcast what for almost two years now, and you know, every time he's in St. Louis, we meet up with each other. We you know we try and uh, well at least we try and go to baseball games. So you, know, you get awesome. people, people into your lives and they make a difference, and that's what you're just trying to do. It kind of speaks to what you you were saying earlier: is you just want to be a good person, right? Um, you don't want to be the oldest guy at a bar or a party. Like no, you want to find somebody. So when you get to like pushing thirty, you kind of start going, oh man, like. I don't want to settle down, but you want to find somebody at least. And I didn't want, I don't want to, I didn't want to marry a roommate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I told my mom, this is funny too. I may have already said it, but um, two days before she, Natalie uh, messaged me, I told my mom, I was never getting married. I said, I'm (laughs) I'm never getting married. I'm just going to be a fun uncle. Hey, 
that comes with perks too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> awesome. Tito, you got anything else? This man needs to get to his chicken and dumplings. <laughs> You're fine, guys. You're fine. Uh, I, I got I got jambalaya upstairs I need to get to. I'm starving right now. Dang. Hey, what do you want? I mean, if you're not sharing it, don't talk about it, okay? Well, you you never come to my house anyway when I invite you. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Mom, Dad, stop fighting. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> well, Logan, is there any questions about anything that you want to know? I mean, outside of, you know, it's just when baseball starts, you just got to stay off of Twitter. But if you do, <laughs> I, I mean this sincerely, if you – for some odd reason, which I don't think it's going to happen, just my thought personally, if you do end up in Springfield, I will take you to some really good steak places. I don't know if you're a steak guy, yeah. but I will show you the, the the good eats here in Springfield Um, if you, for some odd reason, do end up here. Who knows, man? Who knows? Baseball's a – it's a funny business. I think right now, like, they have, you know, me and on the AAA roster, but that's – I tell people that too. That's just for – feeling the spots for spring training like that's not you know that's not set in stone i could be in springfield i can be wherever you know i, I would like to push their hand and you know try Absolutely. to stay up there in bigly camp but you know if i'm in memphis or springfield it's it's wherever god puts me man I, I am where i am because that's where he wants me to be absolutely and we yeah. we we do hope the best for you and hope uh hopefully you're in st louis thank you so much man. Well, i really yeah. appreciate that and he's gonna he's gonna be there i have faith I appreciate it, man. You guys are awesome. Then hopefully we can, uh, you know, get those. Now, we're, we're going to let your wife and your family be first, but we may have to get ourselves jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> if you do get to the show this year, um, we yeah. were discussing earlier about how we need a new jersey anyways. But uh, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll have to get those set up. If uh, Absolutely. Well, we will replace your dad as your number one fan. How about that? I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> or you're, gonna to, you're gonna have to fight him. You're gonna have to fight him. He he, I, he I, went through the trenches with me, man. Like like I was saying, he goes, uh, you know, you, you didn't get draft high. You know, you you got drafted, but you weren't drafted high, and you didn't have the greatest numbers, you know, here and there. But he goes, it's almost like a good thing you didn't because this is such a story, and that to me is like the good part about it is looking back at those moments and not you know dwelling on them, but like using them as motivation to help you to get better. I'm thinking like, look how far you've come, but you still got a long ways to go. And that's where I am now. It's, it's like, those are really good stepping stones and learning curves for me because, you know, I, I didn't just have that, you know, breeze through getting signed, you know, you're in single A, double A, triple A call up, and then you have a big league career. It's like, no, like I'm, I've gone through the ringer. Like it, it, there's multiple times where I, sh I probably should have quit, but I just stuck with it. And I mean, there was that day when I was got cut from Chicago and I, I was praying on the way back and. I was like, God, like, if you do not want me to play baseball anymore, like, that that's my whole goal. I was like, I want to do what God wants me to do. Like, if it's not baseball, that's fine. I can swallow that. But I want to know. And so I prayed. I was like, you're going to have to. I wasn't asking for a sign. I was just asking for a feeling. I woke up that next morning with an absolute fire for baseball. It was the weirdest thing. Like, I, I mean, it, it was to the point where I was like, I was almost sad that I wasn't playing anywhere that day even though there weren't games going on that day. Like I was so fired up. I was like, okay, this is a good sign. Take it and run with it. And look where you are now, you know? Look, yeah. That's awesome. That's wild. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. It's, it's been a great story and I, I, I never gets old telling it. I mean, I obviously like 
I enjoy talking, but I mean, I never get tired of telling it because it's just, it's, it's, it's still crazy to me to say it and hear it. I mean, you get, you just hold on to the fact that, but I think the stat is like less than seven, maybe 4% of collegiate ball players even make it to a big league roster. Yeah. It's something, uh, it's something crazy. And, and, and I to just be, hold on to that, man. Yeah. Just no being able to have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just having that opportunity to go, to spring training like that's why i keep telling people too they're like super stoked for me and they're excited and people think that aren't really baseball savvy they think i'm already in the show and i'm like no I, I still got a ways to go like we're still we still got some you know hurdles to jump here so i mean hopefully this we can look back on it this time next year and be like yeah you know when i was playing in st louis this past season blah 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 like ho- hopefully that's where we're at but you know it's yes. not if it's not the case it's not going to be from a lack of me trying or being lazy or not giving effort like I, trust me if you guys are rooting for me i promise you i'm giving it everything i got yeah and that, and we know that you know that you you said it earlier cardinal fans are you know you know people crown us best fans in baseball but you know we back our guys we're right. very we are passionate we we have high expectations so you know, if you if you get to that point where you're in St. Louis and we get to we get a chance to watch you, you know, know that we're going to be behind you 100 percent for sure. I appreciate that. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah that's fine. I'll wear it at home and be like, I talk to that guy. <laughs> hey, if I'm crying or throwing up on the mound, just, just <laughs> don't take the jerseys off. OK, <laughs> nope. we'll blame it Never. on the heat. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does get hot in St. Louis. Yeah. Just a fair warning. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Logan, man. Well, we'll let you, uh, we'll let you get after it. I know you got an early morning, but, um, yeah. Um, thank you so much, man. It's, absolutely. It's, it's, absolutely. Uh, anytime. Absolute pleasure. Anytime. And if you guys ever want to le- listen to the turn Two podcast, jump on it on iTunes, Spotify, Google podcasts until next time, go Cardinals. <laughs>